0: Hello, everybody. What is up? And welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast, the podcast where we watch past best pitcher winners for your reconsideration. My name is Steven Squirrel Mugia. And joining me, my very own wilderness explorer, he's the high chair to my lounger, the one and only Matt Marchetti. Mr. Marchetti, <laughs> what is going on? Oh, I love that high chair to my lounger. That's
1: so good. Uh, I just Man, I don't know. It's been an awesome week. Um, went on a couple snipe hunts, at uh, unsuccessful ones because you know, um, well, they don't exist at least where I am, which was made very clear by the film. We're gonna be talking about. Wait,
0: wait, they, they're not real.
1: Well, not in Ashburnham, Massachusetts, as far as I know.
0: <laughs> well, that makes sense. You're very close to Fitchburg, and it's you know, true. actually, you know what? No, if 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 a snipe if a snipe lives anywhere, it's in Fitchburg. I'm sorry. It, it, that's definitely where they live.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's it's where they would like hide out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, perhaps.
0: All those plastic chemicals dancing around. Just it's got it's got to create something or other.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it It has created something or other. Mostly yeah. other.
0: Yeah, it's the kind of thing one does in college. You go on a snipe hunt at two in the morning, yeah. really drunk, because yeah. because if ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to Fitchburg. There ain't a whole hell of a lot to do besides drink at two in the morning so you go hunting for fake birds because (laughs) just what you do that's just that's just how it is the
1: reality of fitchburg comes back so you have to you gotta keep it out get it out yeah just get away from it
0: right shout out to fitchburg love you alma mater you're the the best you brought you brought you brought this man into my life and i appreciate that yeah matt uh what what movie are we talking about this week
1: we are talking about the 2009 film from Pixar Studios, Soul Crushing Up. <laughs>
0: soul Crushing. It's also soul reaffirming. I think well, it it we'll, it runs we'll you through. We, we will. We will. What is your experience with this film?
1: Uh, I actually don't. I was actually racking my brain while, while while rewatching it, and I don't think I saw it in the theater um, for whatever reason. I. I Definitely remember picking it up on like on Blu-ray right when it came out. I think I must have watched it right away. Um, so I saw it probably in in 2010, um, but I believe I had seen it before uh, the Academy Awards at least because it, I don't think it was on my radar because of the nominations. I think it was just because it was a Pixar film,
0: right? So. And at the time, Pixar was on one of the hottest streaks in all of movie studio studio dumb. Uh, it, unreal the uh, the quality pictures they were churning out at at this time just one after another after another just winning awards making money everything <laughs> it was great i remember going to see this it just seen wally that came out the year before i loved wally and i remember this preview for this movie i think the preview was essentially just the house floating away it's Carl. He's just releasing balloons mm-hmm. and floating away. And I thought, oh, that looks interesting. But what's what's going on there? Because I like their their fantastic things, and that seemed fantastic. But Wally was so fantastic and also out there that I didn't know exactly what to expect, and I sure didn't expect what we got. And no, <laughs> no, um, not at all. <laughs> I saw this twice in the theater. The first time, uh, obviously, I think we can all relate to that. The first Ten or so minutes kind of wrecked me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to this day still wreck me. I look forward yeah. to discussing that more in detail. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a it's a very wonder it's a very wonderful movie that hit me at the right time, and I think it continues to still hit. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: Kidney punches, body blows, face hits. It gets it gets you everywhere.
0: I'm looking forward to discussing this in depth with you. After this short break where we will talk about the 2009 Best Animated Feature Race which featured some incredible films that Up ultimately won. Boy, never did I dream that making a flipbook out of my third grade math book would lead to this. boy. It's incredible being here, it's just me right now, but please picture this whole stage full of the most amazing cast and crew uh, you've ever experienced. Jonas Rivera, producer, uh, Bob Peterson, co-director, you guys should all be up here with me. Thanks so much to Disney and to Pixar Animation Studios for believing in this oddball film. It was an incredible, incredible adventure making this movie, but the heart of it came from home. And to our families, in my case, my wonderful parents, they were so supportive, my kids, Nicholas and Ellie, and my uh, amazing wife, Amanda, you guys are the greatest adventure. Thank you. Up took home two Academy Awards uh, that night at the Oscars. Best Animated Feature, hence that's why we're talking about it, and Best Original Score to Michael Giacchino, who you may know as the guy who wrote the music to Lost, friend of J.J. Uh, Abrams. He, he's gone on to do Star Trek and Star Wars, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he gets, yes, to, he he gets has, to play yeah. in many, many different sandboxes. Uh, also, one of the few people to win a Grammy, a Golden Globe, and an Oscar for Original Score. Only two other folks have done that in, in the time. But, Matt, what else was this film nominated for? Because it was more than just an animated movie. It was a critical powerhouse of a film that also saw uh, love in other categories. What, what were they?
1: So it was a Best Picture nominee, which I feel very strongly about. We and we can discuss that maybe when the time is right. Uh, Lost to The Hurt Locker, which is something, again, we'll get to down the
0: road. We will.
1: I believe it was Best Writing Original Screenplay. Which I also think the Hurt Locker won. <laughs> um, I believe so. If I think I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then achievement and sound editing, which I think the Hurt Locker also won.
0: <laughs> I will I will give the Hurt Locker sound edit. It was either it was either Hurt Locker or it was Avatar, but Hurt Locker had some good sound to it. However, since since in an animated movie every sound is created, none of it is natural. Uh there is a case to be made that the sound in here was very good especially because they were making some sounds you had you had never heard before like the sound of Indeed? Kevin. Ke- you yep. never heard Kevin before? N- no. It's uh an impressive slate. I am all, I yes. I always like it when and this is um the second animated film to be nominated for best picture. The first was Beauty and the Beast back in 1991 when they did not have the best animated category which came into effect uh I believe 2000 two thousand one, um, There have been three overall nominees, animated films that have been nominated. The next one was Toy Story 3, which came out the following year, mm. and also picked up Best Animated uh, Film as well. It tends to happen. If you are a foreign language film yeah. or an animated film and you are nominated for Best Picture, you will generally win the Best Foreign Language uh, Film, which is unfortunate because I feel... I feel strongly about this and I'm sad to say it but an animated movie will never win actual best picture It, I don't think will happen I think they will they will relegate it to best animated feature, which is a great you know, winning an Academy Award is a prize all on to itself it's a, it's a great honor. Uh, I'm saying it now animated movie will never win the actual best picture prize uh, what do you think about that?
1: I would agree. I mean, unless uh, we live in like a Mick world and they get rid of the animated feature category, then that would probably be the only way. But I, I would agree entirely that it's always going to be. And it always feels. It, it's not a. Yeah, I would agree. It doesn't feel like a consolation prize. It's kind of like you're still winning an Academy Award. But at the same time, putting it into the, the best picture nominee kind of feels like you're so close, buddy. Like, we know it's good, but. There's not, you know, live actors in this. Correct. So it, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%, but I also just sometimes feel like putting it in that category, not a slap in the face so much, but it's just something. I don't know what it is. I don't know how I feel yeah. about that, 100%. It's
0: it's a way to get the film to say it was nominated for Best Picture, but then, yeah. but then to go on and win Best Animated Fe- uh, Feature, like people love a winner no matter what more than they yeah. love to someone who is nominated. That's true. But true. the Academy is comprised predominantly of actors, and they like seeing movies with themselves or their peers in them. Right. And animated movies—they're voiced by actors, sure, but they are not. They are not starring actors for the most part. You could, you could make, you could. St- you Could draw it out and say that Avatar is an animated movie that stars people that maybe isn't as good, but boy howdy, should you see it on the big screen and yes, and whatnot. Um, we'll have a full look at the 82nd Oscars, uh, when we talk when we discuss the uh Hurt Locker in future episodes, but for now, we're going to talk about the competition that Up had to go against, Ugh. which. Uh I mean, I'm looking at this list, and I haven't seen all of them. I've seen four of the five, but I would be happy with any of these movies. Winning, <laughs> uh, What What was nominated that year?
1: So I'm actually interested. Well, let me. I'll I'll go through the list, and then you tell me because I've also only seen four of the five, but I wonder if they're the same one or if they're different. So aside from Up, we had we had Coraline, yep. which is well. We, we let's we'll talk about we'll, t- tomorrow, we'll or, talk. Yeah. Yeah. Coraline, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Princess and the Frog, and then The Secret of Kells. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah, all right. On three, we say which one we haven't seen. Sure. One, two, <laughs> three. Secret of Kells.
1: Princess and the Frog. Really? <laughs> they were different ones. They were different ones. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs>
1: How so alike and so different we are.
0: Oh, my God. How? Uh, it's a French, Bul- what is that? A French Bulgarian? Some it's it's some weird mixture. It's about a it's about the it's about the Irish book, right? Yes,
1: yes, secret of Kells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it any good? Yeah, it was fantastic. It's I think it was all done. My my memory serves. It was all done through like uh, flash animation. If I'm wrong, someone please correct me. But uh, not that it it's rudimentary by any by any means. But it was done using like flash production. and I, it, it's it's astounding looking, some of the effects and the some of the stuff they work with. And the, the, the director, Tom Moore, also made a movie, um, Song of the Sea, I believe it's called, uh, a few years later. He yes. works with a pretty small crew. Um, so they, I think these movies take a long time to make, which animated movies do in general take a long time to make. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, it was a really, really fantastic film.
0: Okay. That is an interesting uh, point. You say it was done in Flash? Like, I think so. The old school, Newgrounds-esque Flash stuff that's that's awesome. correct that one of the things i i noticed about this this year was that unlike a lot of years when it's dreamworks disney pixar cgi 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 films mm-hmm. we have there is a great cross section of styles of animation here you have coraline which is that uh i th- i think it is cgi but it's done in the sort of um Stop motion style, or was it stop motion? Like uh, I believe
1: it's 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 stop motion with a with CGI like assist.
0: Basically. A CGI assist, okay. Yeah. Fantastic, Mister Mister Fox, um, which is which which is so good. Princess and the oh. Fr- Princess and the Frog, Disney's return to the two D animated world after. Oh, Lilo! When was the what was the last major one? Was it Lilo and Stitch or something? It's it was a while, and they didn't have a Probably, and they, yeah, and they, they didn't have a major, that, yeah. a, a not no major princess one since. Does Hercules count? Sure. Maybe. Sure. We
1: better we we better say yes or maybe no so that so we appease everybody. Oh, so we appease
0: everybody. <laughs> and finally, and finally, uh, Secret of the kills. Um, ultimately, lost to Up, which was Pixar it was actually Pixar's first 3D movie as well and yeah. i did i did see this in 3D i have to say the effects because it's fully rendered and made in 3D it looks great the colors are amazing the uh, the, the the use of distance and depth very well done and it's you can tell when a film is mm. produced and done like that as opposed to being post converted Absolutely, absolutely works, and it just it just looks better on animated films. It really does.
1: Yeah, I'd say it lends itself better to that.
0: Yeah, but you know, if it wasn't if Up didn't win, I would pick Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's I think that's one that's top three Wes Anderson films for Mm. me right there. I love that movie. To yeah, it's so great. I love it. I love I love the fact that when you see the trailer. You go, oh, that's a Wes Anderson movie, even though <laughs> it is totally it's animated. It just yeah. has like this is a this is a Wes Anderson movie.
1: Yes, obviously, yeah. oh. it certainly looks like
0: that. Yeah. It's great, and it was also um, Henry Selick, who ended up directing Coraline, was actually co-directing Fantastic Mr. Fox with Wes Anderson before he left to go work with Neil Gaiman and make Coraline. Yeah, I wonder if that. I wonder if that was. Uh, I wonder if that ended acrimoniously. I'm not entirely sure how. Wes Anderson seems like he either holds a grudge really long, or he just, yeah. just everything rolls off his shoulders. I it's it's either or. It's definitely not in between.
1: Speaking of Wes Anderson, I don't know if you ever, you ever see those. I think they're the American Express commercials. The American Express commercial with Wes Anderson. Yes, <laughs> where it's it's a he's it's, he's on the, his own film set, but yeah. it's the exact antithesis of what he makes. Like it's a, <laughs> car chases and gunfights and explosions. Yeah, and, it's a
0: uh, yeah yeah he he was aping um Truffaut with Day for Night. Was, it, was that' was that your, was that your foe? I remember seeing that in i think gunther's class or gunther whos was one of our was one of our professors in film school great movie uh, about making movies but wes it was that absolutely he, yeah picked the picked the gun out and the oh, oh it was perfect it' was so good uh wes anderson great national treasure i love saying that uh yeah- so um fantastic mr fox if you have not seen that movie and you I think this is one of the best adaptations of Roald Dahl. Mm. It's certainly the adaptation I think he would be most proud of cuz I think he would I think he was, I think he had been dead for a while at this point cuz he he very famously hated everything people adapted up from his works but I have to believe that Fantastic Mr Fox was one of the ones that he either liked or would have liked. It is so good, so quick. It's very Wes Anderson. It's a great family movie, though, and I really wish they would they would invent that game that they play with the the flaming pinecone and whatnot. Yeah. I want to play that. <laughs> that looks like a lot of fun.
1: We we could do it. We could do it. You know, one there, there's always Fitchburg. <laughs> uh, there's always Fitchburg. We'll always Fitchburg.
0: As soon as I as soon as I get out, of it, it sucks me right back in. <laughs> but okay, fantastic year for animated films up actually was the i think the second second highest grossing film of the year it was a very high it's a very high grossing film critically critically lauded and that about wraps that section up so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll finally start talking up in all the ways that it is well however it is you'll find out Mm -hmm. Look at that one. That one looks like a dog. Oh, It is a dog. What? Oh, we're not allowed to have dogs in my apartment. Hey, I like dogs. We have your dog. Whoa.
1: Wonder who he belongs to.
0: Sit, boy. Hey, look. He's trained. Shake. Uh Uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. (gasps) Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes. Bruh! My name is
1: Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. Uh, 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 my master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel!
0: My master is good and smart. It's not possible! Oh, it is, because my master is smart. <gasps> cool! What do these do, boy? Hey,
1: would you that girl contigo? I use that collar. Watashi wa Hanishima to talk with I would be happy if
0: you stopped. Russell, don't touch that. It could be radioactive or something. I am a great tracker. My pack sent me on a special mission, all by myself. Have you seen a bird?
1: I want to find one, and I've been on this set. I'm a great tracker. Did I mention that?
0: <laughs> hey, that is the bird. I have never seen one up close, but this is the bird. May I take your bird back to camp as my prisoner? Yes, yes, take it. And on the way,
1: learn how to bark like a real dog. I can bark. <laughs> and here's howling. <laughs>
0: Can we keep him, please, please, please? No. What is the talking dog? It's just a weird trick or something. Let's get to the fall. Please be my prisoner. The best children's films, the best animated movies, generally have something for everyone. Up, in particular, has a lot to say about a lot of things. Matt, why, why does why does Up work? If it does work, in your opinion.
1: So, I mean, structurally, I think it's really effective because we spend – so so in uh, movies, I think one of the biggest hurdles filmmakers have is to get us um, emotionally connected to characters and, and within a relatively short period of time. I don't know sometimes how they do it. Um, particularly when you have a a medium like TV that has weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to establish characters and build character relationships. And, you know, they do it pretty well. You know, a lot of them do it very well. But within a movie, especially a 90-minute movie or so, um, it could be very difficult. And Up does something, I think, really unique in the first, um, the aforementioned first, like, 10 or 11 minutes um, where we see basically the Um, main characters passed from his early childhood I think around nine years old to um, where we see him in the present at about 78 or so I think I read Um, and we can talk a lot about this but I feel like the movie works in general because we're so emotionally connected to him by the time the story proper gets going um, that every action everything that happens to him we completely understand why he reacts emotionally the way he does And it makes every scene so much more dramatic and powerful because we know what he's come from rather than building up all these different flashback moments throughout the film. We kind of see everything in the beginning of the movie and we go along with, we go along the journey with him um, as he does it at the same time. We're kind of like privy to more information than other characters are. So we feel kind of privileged in that sense um, for better or worse, because some of the stuff we see in the first 10 minutes is harrowing and Heartbreaking, and some of the stuff we see is heartwarming. So it's 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 a it's a it's a difficult uh, trick. I don't I don't know exactly how they did it as well as they did it, but man, they nail it completely. As far as I'm concerned,
0: I agree. The first ten minutes are uh, for uh, for those of you who don't who might not remember, it's a it's just a it's a montage of the life that Carl, our main character, and his wife Ellie have together, and they go through marriage and the good times to trying to have a kid losing the kid uh trying to get save money and all the little things that get in the way of their their plans and ellie unexpectedly getting cancer and then dying and it ends and it's this it's stop, stop this, talking about <laughs> it Sorry. and it's it's, That's it's why i spoke vaguely about it <laughs> it's it's, it's, a, it's an eight-year-old movie i i i love this montage not only because it Brings forth emotion in such a, a just a precise way. I am, I cried then. I cried now, but it's because it's, it's it's so indicative of filmmaking as a visual medium. There, there, there is music, but there's no, there are no words here. There's nothing. It's just we are seeing little snippets, these these uh, flashes of their life together, and they are. Just sewn together so beautifully that it makes it makes me cheer to see such great use of editing and lighting and and mood all to all to tell to tell a story they're not just they're not just throwing they're not just throwing paint at the wall they are telling an emotional story and you are automatically invested in this character and and i have to say that those 10 minutes that love story and it's not just ten minutes because it's a, it's it's all a love story. It's it's a love letter to Ellie and and and, and that and we'll get we'll, and we'll discuss that. This is a those ten minutes are a better love story than all three and a half hours of Titanic.
1: And yes, I was thinking the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I was thinking the same exact this thing. This that
0: that the, uh, these ten minutes were that scene in Titanic with the old man and the old woman oh. on the bed <laughs> drawn out a little bit, but it's. The same, the same feeling. It's that feeling of a life lived so well with somebody else, and there were ups and downs, but it was uh, beautiful. And uh, it just, it, uh, I was, I watched, I, uh, I was watching this. I had to watch it on my phone, unfortunately. And I was on the subway, and I was crying, and I was probably getting a couple of looks because it, it, it kills me. <laughs> and I, and man, I guess I think would you agree that this is the kind of love that we all want yes
1: 150 i would say yeah yeah
0: and and it's the and I, I think it's the love we think we have uh, we'll never know until 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 the end of it because they go through the entire life but man wasn't isn't that just a beautiful thought there but mm. that's the setup that's the setup we establish everything this man has button and here's where here's where the beauty of the film the film come in and the and the plot and the story and the themes is that the rest of the movie is about letting go of that love because it becomes it what it what it does it it becomes a burden and that's not to say it's you know he needs to forget about ellie but it's a film that is ultimately about moving on and Mm. letting go and he literally he takes his life and he and he puts he, and he shoves he shoves it away he, well, he doesn't shove it away he he has to he unburdens himself he literally unburdens himself so he can fly and he can rescue and he rescue Russell uh from you know from in the final action scene and it's and it's so and it's wonderful and it's in a kids movie and if <laughs> if you were 9 years old watching this you wouldn't understand you you'd still love this movie i think because it's colorful and the dogs are great but there it, it's uh it's a movie it's a movie about growing up getting old and having to deal with that and how you <laughs> how and how you're never too old to go on an adventure to or and now and now and now I'm just rambling and now I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I, what this movie does it just, what this movie does. It, does it gets it gets you it, it makes you feel and it gets you thinking about life and Bloody. and mortality and the oh, and the, the things we own and the things that we collect and Try and we use to define ourselves. Remember at the remember during the the first uh, the storm scene when the, everything is going crazy. What's Carl doing? He's he's rescuing all of he's all catching stuff. all this stuff and he ties it down. And then finally, it's you know these things don't tie him down anymore, and he pushes them away, and he, he's mm. and he's off he's off for his new adventure. Mm. Um, which I have to say. I cried at the beginning. I find I cry a whole lot during the my adventure book scene.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. so, so for the record, earlier I didn't want you to stop revealing information. I just wanted you to stop talking about it because it was making me upset. <laughs> and that's another scene that, yeah, I mean, I I think I've seen this. This has got to be like maybe four or five times now. And I, yeah, I found that that scene with with the um with the scrapbook was. The most powerful this viewing i don't know why but it, it i don't know i don't know why it just hit me so much harder this time i don't maybe i was cause i was looking for things or what but it was just I, something else. i
0: think i think i might know why we're both married now <laughs> and we're both married and you know i i go i go through this and and honey if you're listening i feel like it is a common it's a common feeling that we are holding the other person back from achieving an adventure it's you know carl never gets past the stuff i'm going to do book because mm-hmm. he he feels guilty because it's been a it's been just a regular life it's you know reading it's reading books cleaning windows getting ready for work going to work at the zoo it's just been it's been quote unquote boring but and the the theme of the movie is and the boring stuff is the stuff i remember most yep. and that's and that's what the, that's what the, that's the that's the power of the montage at the beginning and the power to, of the the montage you know the quote the book montage at the end it's these little things there's really nothing bigger than that um i feel like we just kind of just just spoiled just spoiled everything let's talk about something fun and you know what that something <laughs> fun is um marchetti <laughs> favorite character three guesses first two don't count go oh, f- for me or for you whatever i, ha- I mean, I mean I there, have, there's 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 one there's one correct answer there's one correct for an, everyone who's everyone's favorite character i have an obvious
1: one and then i have a less obvious one but they're 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 similar in many ways so i think my favorite character bar none is, is doug and yes boom boom
0: boom yes <laughs> however my
1: favorite character without being a uh without being one of the main characters is is um alpha the other dog the <laughs> i just every time he speaks i just lose it and i just i'm like la- i'm in tears every time he speaks whether it's the high pitched voice or that horrifying like demonic voice he has when they when, they, when, when months fixes his uh voice whatever it is i i just every single time i lose it
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. his cadence is is so um it's it's the, it's it's like a tough guy trying to sound smart by by using <laughs> gerunds a lot and, and
1: yeah. the master will be most pleased
0: most pleased <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know I You know what? I realized something today while while watching the movie is that Doug is she's wonderful and if I had a dog I I wish she was like them, but I I use the Doug voice for. Basically every dog I know, especially especially yours, especially Dutch, especially <laughs> your dogs, like Dutch, I just so I just go, oh, he's just this he's this big dumb friendly dog. And yeah, but um, I, I've also realized that because my daughter can't speak, we have to give her a voice to ex- sort of express what we think she might be thinking, even though who knows what she's thinking. And it's just a slightly higher pitched version of talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no. well, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, but,
0: oh, <laughs> is, is it Doug, Doug's just the best, isn't he? Oh,
1: he's delightful. Yes. He's absolutely delightful. Everything he says is, is either adorable or absolutely hilarious it- in so many different <laughs> ways. And-
0: Yep. I just, I just want to meet somebody and go. I've just met you, and I love you. I, really? I wish, I wish we could do that. That was apparently something a kid said to uh, Pete Doctor, the director of the film. <laughs> like that is the most wonderful sentiment, Isn't and it? I think it so perfectly captures what a dog is. I I I just I just I just crack up and smile and I kind of get teary eyed. the re- The rest of the dogs are great. I lo- I love how when uh, when Munce declares that these they are no longer uh, these these are no longer intruders, they, everyone cheers and they go, "I will I will temporarily like you." <laughs> 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 and this movie, we spend a lot of time on um, the emotion of the movie, the adorableness of the dogs. This movie is really funny too. There's yes, there there's there. so much there's so much wittiness happening happening in here. Uh, the end, just the the old the old man, young young kid banter between Carl and Russell. What are some of your what are some of your best Russell Carl?
1: Uh, I enjoy the moment when Russell first um, uses the bathroom in the wilderness.
0: <laughs> I just
1: <laughs> I just like that. It's and I'm not a typically a fan of like you know poop jokes, but it's it's handled so perfectly that it it's it's too much. It's just too good. Um, anytime that um, Carl is still pulling the house and Russell is just being dragged <laughs> on the ground <laughs> because he's just whining about being hungry or tired, um, that just it just cracks me up every time. But um, I don't know. Now again, watching it multiple times again, I look for the I look for the moments with Russell because Russell even ends up being a really deep character um you know underneath all that too because of the, the things that he's dealt with in his life so again it makes his it makes the humorous moments more he, he becomes almost more likable because he's not he's a real person he's not just a punchline. he's an actual like character and and a fully like fleshed out three-dimensional character literally three dimensional. um <laughs>
0: yes and
1: so that yes makes the does. funny parts funnier to me
0: yeah and um this was the first time Pixar had cast an asian uh asian American or asian actor of of any sorts in the role and the the best part is they didn't really have to do that. it's not brought up that he is Asian they don't make any off color remarks or anything like that it's the kind it's it's the kind of world where it's you know who who cares just what he's just he's a kid he's like anybody else he has some issues with his dad. I be, I believe it's I believe it's, you know his dad remarried to a woman yes. named Phyllis and the dad just can't be around so hence Russell needs to find a new dad and he finds that in Carl a man who is uh, wasn't able to have his wife and he were never able to have a child as noted in the beginning Jordan the guy is is, is great She's just he yes, captured it's is perfect, yeah. so perfect. it's so perfect it's and I I too love that whining and I'm looking forward to my daughter Winding like that when we <laughs> go on camping trips because, oh, honey, we're going on some camping trips. We're, go- we're going on a lot of camping trips.
1: <laughs> yeah. You have to. Oh, absolutely.
0: I have I have all this stuff and of course I'm bringing yeah. <laughs> it. Gotta use up. it, right? <laughs> right. Uh, one of animated films are a lot of the times they're you know, flash bam, they're wham bam, thank you ma'am. They're fun, they're light. But this one, it's, you know, what I really like about this one is that the major, the main characters: Carl, Russell, Doug, and uh, and months. They all, everyone has an arc. Everyone progresses somehow. It's not just the main characters. Like even hell, even the dogs ad- advance in some way. You know, uh, it's so Carl. It's Carl learns to let go. Mm-hmm. Russell, uh, he finds the father figure, and he. He gets what he wanted. He gets his wilderness. Uh, he gets his assisting the elderly badge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug earns the respect of the rest of the dogs. He sort of becomes the alpha. He mm-hmm. ascends and car and months. I have a new appreciation for Christopher Plummer's months. munts gets what he wants. He gets the bird. But and here's the, here's the, here's the thing I love about up is that. He and Carl are essentially mirror opposites and I love it when heroes and villains are the same but they just they went they each went a different a different way down their path. They're both old men. Mm-hmm. They're both they both have an obsession a, a dream. Well, they both have a dr- desire to do things. Carl wants to get to Paradise Falls. Munz wants to go to Paradise Falls and capture this bird which by the way, he's been do- he's been at that for 70 years. A how is he still alive? B. How has he not done it? <laughs> but um, <laughs> whereas Carl finds himself, and he he uh, he gets he fulfills his desire through the help of Ellie, who is represented by the house and the That's the insane. adventure book, and with the help of people and friends. He has he has Russell, and he has he has Doug. Months doesn't have any of that. Months go he. Let's his desire turn into an obsession, and for that, mm. since it's a Disney movie, he has to pay for it. And so he falls, and it's, it's it would not be a pretty a pretty death, but he falls to his death from several thousand feet up, and uh, mm. in the grand tradition of Disney villains everywhere, Yes. who <laughs> the the hero cannot kill directly, they will just simply not save them when they fall. Right, very Batman esque
1: <laughs> of them. Yes. Oh man, yeah.
0: what do you uh, what are your thoughts on months and Christopher Plummer?
1: So I mean, he what I like about his what I like about Plummer's um, performance is, is because I didn't realize it was him until I looked it up afterwards. So he, he does something really interesting and cool with his voice. I mean, I, once I saw that it was him, I, I could hear the I could hear the rhythm and the cadence of his voice, and I, I could hear it after that fact. But the first time, I had no idea. Um, and I just thought, wow, this guy's voice is just—it's just great. It's like everything he says is filled with, like, you're not quite sure how he's going to react to any situation. The movie doesn't hold you in suspense too long before you find out how far his obsession has gone. But um, I just thought that was excellent. And, and his character, yeah, I, I don't think he would be as effective if Carl wasn't as effective a, a hero in a way. Uh, like like you said, they kind of have to exist. They both have to exist in the same universe to be um, as effective. More so with months, I would say. But what I really liked about what I always liked about months, and this is kind of a intertextual piece, is that so there's a there's a there's a short story novella from 1922 from F. Scott Fitzgerald. It's called "The Diamond as Big as a Ritz." It's about a rich man who um, finds a um, a mountain range this giant mountain peak uh, and he discovers that inside the mountain is a the entire mountain is made up of a diamond so he builds his house on top of this diamond to protect it and the only people he really has to worry about are visitors and people who fly over the mountain and when people fly over the mountain he captures them and eventually kills them much like Munz does with the with the, he- the helmets you see the helmets and the goggles um, and anyone who visits the island doesn't leave he, he kills them as well so oh. i mean i have again i'm always looking for connections to things but um i would be very surprised i, I mean i don't know maybe and i, I may I, I find a lot of these um pixar guys to be pretty um, well read and uh, intelligent folks um so i wouldn't be surprised if they had read a pretty famous f scott fitzgerald novella um it just seemed like that element was, and there's a lot of there's a lot in that story about obsession
0: and, yeah and
1: read and that kind of stuff. so yeah um that inter- makes me made me appreciate his character even more so, just because um, I don't know. I mean, if that, if they indeed did take that from the story, that's a pretty damn cool connection, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and I I was very appreciative of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's just he's just horrifying. Like when he gets going, he's just really scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they cast him in a very bad, like literally cast him in a very bad light. It's uh, yes, it, he 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 turns on a dime. You just yeah, you, you see really you see the obsessive. The, the 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 crime wall essentially I guess is, that's what they call it and you go oh yep. oh something something's not right here this like you're meeting the hero you're meeting your childhood hero and let's be honest folks that never it never ends well <laughs> but no. but as for as for uh, I want to read that short story but I got a lot of vibes of um, some Herzog films Fitzcarraldo and uh, oh, yeah. Agi or Wrath of God yep. uh, which are it's essentially about two men played by Klaus Kinski. Going into the jungle and becoming obsessed, either with I mm-hmm. uh, forget what the forget what he was looking for in Aguirre, but in Fitzcarraldo, that's the famous. He was trying to move a boat over from one river to another, and Herzog because he's Werner Herzog and fucking crazy. They actually yes, yes. moved the, they at least attempted to move the boat, like literally across the, across the the mountain. It's ridiculous great a great a great documentary my best fiend you should check it out but there's 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 something there's something about the jungle that drives men insane, uh-huh. isn't there and uh there is a uh the the guys at Pixar you are right there are no slouches they they understand that completely yes so, uh uh where do you think Bunce falls in the line of Pixarian villains oh
1: I hadn't even thought of that. You know I I don't know where I'm going to put him on well if I'm going to put him on a list I can't think of who he'd be before or after but he'd be pretty high and I'll tell you why it's because they create a pretty complex villain again like the beginning of the film they create a pretty complex villain in a pretty short amount of screen time he doesn't have a lot of screen time to for and I, I feel like it he works the movie centers on Carl and Russell and, and Kevin and Doug but I think that for the part he doesn't you know he doesn't overshadow, um, the other characters, but I feel appropriately menaced by him. Like if I was if I was Carl, I would be like, this guy's out of his freaking mind. Like he's, um, I don't know. He he he's he's up there for me. That's a good that's a good question.
0: Stevie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He stumps me. <laughs> um, as much as Toy Story three hasn't uh, doesn't sit well with me. Uh, Lotso, Lotso, yep. Lotso's is a great villain. Yeah. Muntz is up there. Uh, Sid from the original Toy Story, always, <laughs> always one of oh, my things. He's favorites. like primal, he's oh, like yeah. elemental. Oh, he's, yeah, kid, like a vicious kid. <laughs> and they, they make it horrifying what he does to those, what he does to those toys. I'm trying to think of the other, yeah. the other villains, but nothing well, really. Syndrome
1: comes. from the Invincibles is like the reverse. He's the, he's the, he sees Mr. Impossible as the, as the hero, right? And then right, he becomes kind of obsessed in his own way, but because of, um how he kind of saw his hero and how his hero didn't really like measure up to uh what he wanted him to. Yeah. That's an interesting piece too.
0: That's a uh, so writing one oh one there, folks. Have a have a villain that is in some ways an opposite of your hero and it will pr- mm. be probably pretty good because also hero is only good as the villain he is up against and Pixar has some that's some very memorable ones. Mm. Um, Does this film because it loses a little bit for me when the actual adventure starts? I think the first hour or no, first forty-five minutes when they are just floating and before they've gotten before they've met months, it's Mm. great. But then it becomes kind of the requisite summer Pixar film. Did you did you feel that way? I still kind of felt that way a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think I think I always recall feeling like, you know, it's a 96 or so minute movie, but I think I still felt like it was longer than that. And I think that's because the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so, where that that's the only part of the movie I feel kind of feels stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, that kind of summer piece. Um, although I I, I think I, I, again, looked at it, I tried to look at it in a new light this time, kind of knowing how I felt about that. And I, I found a way to kind of help my help myself through the final act, which was, I realized, and again, this is not, which shouldn't be surprising to anyone who, who likes Pixar and likes animated films, but um, there's like a huge um, Miyazaki thing going on in up to. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the the final pieces, but I noted like four four like main things that they kind of fit into that. Um, yeah. He has like a, he has like a huge, preoccupation with flight and flying like almost all of his movies have to do with flying he loves planes but he would love the floating house he would think that would be the greatest thing ever i'm sure he <laughs> yeah. does think it's the greatest thing ever uh, he loves talking animals see them all the time True. um he, he loves that heightened sense of reality kind of you know s- not supernatural but just a just a slightly kind of hyper reality like the balloons making the right. house float and right. all that and almost all of his villains are obsessed with one thing or another and And Muntz feels like a villain right out of um the uh, right out of Miyazaki's universe. So with the dogs and the planes and all that i i I saw that as like a like a Pixar kind of pushing a Miyazaki feel. and so I actually appreciated it a little bit more this time, but I would normally agree with you that it does kind of take you out of it a little bit wow. in the end, trying wow. to look for a way to to look at it in a new light.
0: yeah. Right now, all I'm picturing is that I want Miyazaki to not make a mo- not make a whole movie, but just draw up some some screens mm. of up in his style. Mm. I think that oh man, It'd be beautiful I, right? That would yeah. be so beautiful, like a nice little woodcut or something. Oh man, mm-hmm. I I want that to happen. <laughs> but yeah, it, um, I I'm thinking it's there. I I there there is. There must exist somewhere out there. I like to call it the French cut of this film because mm. with uh, Giacchino's score, it feels like a French movie because it it has a lot of similarities to his other score for Ratatouille. Um, yeah. The year I think two years before, you know, which took place in France, it has you know the little pep, little you know, little violin or something like that. I just I just imagine it's it's a, it's like a silent movie of this man who goes through all this stuff, lifts off his house. Goes to Paradise Falls, drops. Uh, you know he he lands. They cut out like all the stuff in the middle. Lands it, and then he just sits down, or then he just either sits down and is content, or he kicks, or he tosses out all of his stuff, and then it cuts to black and Finn, and that's it. Finn. Finn. <laughs> that's and and that's that's the movie right there, folks. Uh, I that must exist. I want to make that. I don't have time, but I would, I, I would
1: absolutely. Do. It, can there be like a really extended shot of him staring at the screen for like five minutes before the credits roll? Oh,
0: of course. Just like
1: really, really extended, like four hundred blows, just staring at the screen, and, and then, then you're, freeze you're frame supposed to make a million things out of it. Right, you got to, oh. it. He has to freeze frame, of course.
0: I love, that. I love that shot. That's one of my favorite final shots in all in all of the movies. Just yeah, so good. So, good. um, so Matt, we are we are running out of time. Did this movie deserve Best Animated Feature? Yes, 100%, I think. Did this movie deserve Best Picture?
1: I <laughs> Yes, I don't know why I hesitated like someone was behind me, <laughs> like Jeremy Renner and Captain Bigelow are in the room with me, but I I actually do think it it did and I think because so we we've talked about this in a, in a few I think we talked about it on Titanic and maybe we'll probably talk about it again, but I think there's a universality with movies. I think is is important, but it's a slippery slope because it can feel too, um, you know, trodden down by formula. But I think when your message connects on a universal sense, uh, I think. I think there's a there's a real strength and a power in that, and I mean, and and I say this, knowing that if the remaining eighty or so minutes of this movie was was awful, if it sucked, the first ten minutes. I still would feel really strongly about it just because it it's it's such a powerful kind of opening and I I don't know, I just feel like so up is up 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 and the Hurt Locker both came out in two thousand nine. I've seen the Hurt Locker twice. I've seen up I think four or five or six times. Not just because, and it's not just because it's animated and I like animated films. I love war films. I like I love that kind of stuff anyways. Um but I've I've watched this movie more and I think it's because because the conversation we had at the beginning of, the, of this where we kind of we affirmed things about ourselves and we change and we see ourselves as Carl in different points of his life. I can connect to that. Um, I can't really connect with um, someone defusing bombs um, overseas as a soldier completely. I mean, not, not that the Hurt Locker doesn't have its merits. It certainly has its merits. It but um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. but
0: <laughs> It does. And I look forward to exploring it more with you when we discuss the Hurt Locker uh, whenever that is, whenever that is. um As for the question, did it deserve best animated feature picture? Yes, yes, it did. Best picture itself, uh you know, I honestly, I'm going to have to see The Hurt Locker again before making judgment. Currently, I would agree with you on all points, uh, certainly about the universality and the way you can connect with this movie in a way you can't connect with The Hurt Locker. I understand that. I can I can connect with the obsessiveness and that sort of that ad- addiction and drive with um, mm-hmm. with with things not not uh, not necessarily with drugs but just with like this idea this way of living but th- where I am now up s- hits so many so many emotional buttons for me mm. that I think it is a true true masterpiece I think it is the crown jewel in the uh, Pixar um, uber, it, uh, it's 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 and they they had the greatest streak of films in history from about to- from Toy Story to about we'll say Toy Story three uh, the 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 year at the year at, the year after this they were almost always nominated for best picture or they usually won most of them I think the only one that wasn't nominated was. Cars, either Cars or Cars Two, and that sort of. And I know Cars Two sort of started the decline of Mm -hmm. the uh, of them, but Up is the high highest watermark I can give. I can give them. It's my. I think it's my favorite of the Pixar movies, and that's saying something because I know they're so good. They are Monsters Inc. Remains the original Toy Story is still it's just all time right there, and it's uh, it's amazing. So animated picture yes i will res- i will reserve judgment until we see the hurt locker at some future point but oh yeah definitely deserved an- best animated um next week we'll be discussing a movie we have not decided upon yet but <laughs> in the meantime matt where can people find you if they want to read your wonderful movie reviews
1: you can find me on the Instagram uh, at uh, movie underscore matinee, matinee with two T's. It's, it's usually linked to all the Oscar watch stuff anyways, if you uh, forget and you just see that shameless plug underneath whatever we're posting, <laughs> uh, it's it's usually in there. So yeah, I do like uh, try to do a movie a day or at least a post a day. that's movie related or dog related. Um, and I'm very excited to um, talk about the
0: new Fast and the Furious film. We just saw. Oh my Yesterday was it? Was it? Was it amazing or was it amazing?
1: It was. It oh, was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a fan of the series, um, there were literal moments in a small theater in Berlin, Connecticut, where people stood up out of their seats and applauded. <laughs> and I have seen very few movies do that. Um, yes, I, I. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. So I, I'll, I'll be posting that probably, uh, probably tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow evening. Uh, as for tonight, I'll have a movie from 1977 called Kathy's Curse. <laughs> <which> <laughs> okay. say anything about, But you should also see that.
0: <laughs> Definitely not the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> no, it's not. You have been listening to Oscar Watch. If you would like to drop us a line, send us an email at OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on all the social medias at OscarWatchPod. And be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes. And if you do feel so kind, leave us a review. Don't care how many stars. It'd be nice if the uh if they were a lot of stars, but we'll take we'll take whatever <laughs> we we'll take, we'll take what we can get. We'll take what we can get. We t- we will take what you truly feel. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. This is Steve. This is Matt. And we will see you on the red carpet. <laughs>